Welcome in, listeners, to another week of Moe and McGee and Fantasy. Logan, welcome in. Uh, Kevin, wish I could tell you that my weekend was great and I had a lot of fun. However, my Hawkeyes, my college team, got their asses kicked on Saturday. Just a complete annihilation. The Vikings, who, if you've listened to this podcast for a second, know that I love more than almost anything lost in Detroit to the winless Lions. Finally, to chop to top the Sunday with a nice cherry, I you know, I figured let's head on down downtown Minneapolis, see my Timberwolves play, and they got their asses kicked by the Hawks. Uh, so, yeah, this is a great weekend for me. This is another Minnesota sports weekend. Uh, so, I, I I don't think it went much better for you, Kevin. No, no, not really. But at least Minnesota has the wild. And at least the Panthers didn't play, so they couldn't lose. But you and I, basketball, who had promising start to the season, uh, is like 2 and 9 So uh, just more and more losses there. But you know who's not losing? Anybody who listens to this podcast, we're going to have a lot of good yeah. for you today. Yeah, Kevin. No, we are on fire. We're on fire with our write-that-downs. We're on fire with our flex plays. Um, if you listen to either of us this weekend, you had a nice flex play in your lineup, no matter which uh, guy you chose. So um, make sure you're listening to that, uh, you know, that third episode, because it is very important as we are hot, hot, hot. Um, we're also hot telling you guys to remember and to forget, Kevin. So well, let's head into the names to remember segment. Um, who do you got this week, Kev? Teams to remember this week, I'm going to start it off with Sony Michelle. So uh, Sony Michelle got the work lo- the lead horse workload um, that Daryl Henderson had been getting, um, probably mostly due to Daryl Henderson injury. But I think that there's a good chance that that might continue. Daryl Henderson was active in emergency, um, but is clearly very banged up. And I, I mean. If you look down Daryl Henderson's stat line, it's been solid for 15 points, with the exception of a couple weeks where maybe he barely dipped under 10, but a very safe play. I think you have to, if Sonny Michelle isn't already rostered, you have to roster him because I could see this turning into a multi-week absence or just a little bit more of a takeover um, than what we had seen earlier in the season. Yeah, it seems kind of similar to the Zeke Elliott situation where um, – you know, the Rams are taking a cautious approach with Daryl Henderson. Cowboys, uh, you know, have to listen to Jerry Jones, so they're going to play Zeke no matter how he's feeling. Um, I I agree with you. I think he's Daryl Henderson's definitely not going to be playing a full complement of snaps uh, this week. Um, and who knows uh, if Sonny Michelle takes over and does well. I don't think Sean McVay is a guy who's going to say, oh, we have to go back to Daryl Henderson if Sonny Michelle is playing well. So I do like that name. And then on the other side, uh, a name to forget, or really uh, an entire defense to forget, I think is the Carolina Panthers. And you know how I love my Panthers. Um, and as up and down as that offense has been, the defense has been the standby. Like It's been a solid defense all season. They have great players. Um, but listen to the schedule coming up. They have the Falcons this week, which is an okay matchup, but I don't really like it, um, even at home. Then they follow up with the Bills, Bucks. 
Saints, Bucks. Um, so if you were really banking on that Carolina Panthers defense, I think you might want to be looking elsewhere for um, the playoff time. Um, not a defense that you're going to want to be banking on. So start your search now. Find that defense that can fill in for you. Um, that's not the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, as a little preview to, uh, you know, our bunker talk, I'm going to definitely talk about playoff defenses. And, you know, as as we're heading into the playoffs, if you are a playoff team, um, not a bad idea to start looking at the deep playoff schedules and seeing, you know, most people don't have the luxury and most people shouldn't keep one defense just consistently in their lineup. Um, so you're right. If a defense is not working, has a brutal schedule, get them out of your lineup. Use maybe even a roster spot for a guy that you don't necessarily need uh, to maybe have two that you could rotate, take two schedules and kind of meld them together. So I like that. Forget the defense, but remember, there's a lot of defense out of there that, out there that will be usable. Do I like it? Um, I'm kind of in the same vein with my name to remember, and that is Justin Jackson. Uh, he's the backup out in L.A. Um, played a season-high 15 snaps. Uh, Austin Eckler, never been a really durable guy. Um, you know, he's gotten kind of banged up in each season. As we're heading into the playoffs, Kevin, look at every stud running back, and their backup is worth a roster spot at this point. Um, you know, some people are holding five wide receivers and playing, you know, mat- matchups. Well, take one of those out and put in a backup running back. You've seen the last week how prosperous that can be. Alexander Madison was, I think, 30% owned before Dalvin Cook's injury. Uh, people threw Chuba Hubbard aside after McCaffrey came back. He was widely available. Justin Jackson is another name behind a stud running back that, while I don't think he's going to get a Madison share of the offense if Eckler goes down, he's going to get a majority of the work. Larry Rontree does you know, worry me a little bit, just touchdown red zone up, upside, but Justin Jackson is going to be the one catching passes. Uh, he had uh, you know, two receptions in this last game against Cincy. They have a nice playoff schedule with the Giants, Chiefs, uh, Houston up next in the next three games, so just a guy to take a look at and maybe stash in case of an injury. Yeah, I really like that pick. Um, <clears throat> the one thing Larry Roundtree doesn't do is catch passes. And you hit exactly on that. He only has one catch in the season. Uh, Justin Jackson has a game this season where he has four catches. Um, and if, if Fackler goes down, um, he could be the, the fill-in for that. That work that I think is probably a little bit more valuable. Um, it's always interesting to me how people hammer a couple a couple uh, handcuffs. Madison's always rostered. Chuba Hubbard's Pollard. always rostered. Pollard's always rostered. But then it's like they, they totally forget about it. Benny Snell's never rostered. Uh, Justin Jackson's never rostered. So um, I don't I don't understand why the buck has to stop there. Obviously, those we know those backups are going to take over 100%, but there's still a lot of value in these other, other handcuffs. Absolutely. And if you're, especially if you're an Eckler owner, got to have insurance. Um, you know, I... I have Jeff Wilson Jr. He's going to sit on my lineup for the playoffs. We eat. We saw Eli Mitchell go down a little bit, so you know it's very useful. Um, my name to forget is another running back who I believe I once put in my names to remember. I know for sure I used him as a flex play once, but that's Ty Johnson. Um, Michael Carter goes down a couple weeks ago. I thought Ty Johnson would get a nice workload. 
No, it's the Tevin Coleman show. The husk, uh, uh, the carcass of Tevin Coleman has taken over the Jets backfield sans Carter. And um, Ty Johnson is now if once Carter comes back, I I doubt that they're going to play Ty over, uh, you know, Tevin Coleman and Michael Carter. He does have a kind of a niche. Uh, passing game role, I think, but we've even seen that go away in the last three games. We've only caught three passes uh, for a total of 22 yards. So it's not like he's been uh, killing it in that respect either. So he's a name to forget. He's not a guy who's going to ever take over, I don't think, unless Tevin Coleman goes down. And when you're wishing for two injuries, he's not worth it. Yeah, and another name I'll throw on there, Austin Walters gotten involved in the offense. Um, and that's just mega red flag, red flag, red flag for Ty Johnson. Um, n- not a good enough offense to to really get spread around like that. Even if that Tevin Coleman injury happens, I'm not even sure that Ty Johnson gets um, a- enough of a workload to be start- starterable. So there you go, folks. You heard it. Kevin said, "Fuck Ty Johnson." He said it. Um, so I, I mentioned we did have a couple injuries. Eli Mitchell was one, but I think the main one that we need to talk about and the biggest star in the next man up segment was Adam Thielen suffers a high ankle sprain, only ended up with one catch, uh, and, you know, it was kind of left out to dry on a, on a kind of screen pass, uh, by Kirk. Um, Adam Thielen goes down. Obviously, the name is Osborne. What do you think about KJ Osborne? Is he usable, rosterable? Where are you at? Yeah, I think he's usable. Um, we, we saw at times this season a couple 20-point performances um, and then does get a touchdown uh, in, in this Lions game. I, I think he's the logical fill-in. I do like Tyler Conklin as well if you're really scrapping um, for a tight end, hopefully you're not at this point, but um, I'll throw him in there as well. But I, I like, do like KJ Osborne. Um, he could start on, on many, many teams. Absolutely. And he, uh, after Adam Thielen went out early, he had a 17% target share. When Justin Jefferson is getting a like Cooper Cup 35% target share every game, which he deserves, one of the best receivers in the NFL, um, there's there's still a lot to gain there. Tyler Conklin, like you mentioned, after he went down, had a 22% target share. So once again, a huge name. That target tree has always been small. It's going to stay small. It's going to be Jefferson, Osborne, Conklin. Uh, D.D. Westbrook got in there as the third receiver. Um, I don't think there's any value there. He only had two targets um, and only caught one. Um, so... And ended up with minus two receiving yards. So D.D. Westbrook's not a name. K.J. Osborne, I think, is only rostered in like 3% of ESPN leagues. Needs to be rostered in around 80% now. Sounds like for sure no theme in this game. Probably not uh, the next game. But I like Osborne uh, in this game on Thursday, uh, big time, as a guy who can stretch the field. What about another guy here that uh, is going to, Kind of banged up all season. Eli Mitchell. Yeah, kind of weird, right? So he, in the game, he gets hit in the head, uh, goes out, gets checked in the blue tent. He's all good. Comes back in the game. And then uh, yesterday reported he's not feeling good. Uh, concussion symptoms. 
that is a red, big red flag for his availability. Um, you know, the concussion protocol is such where if you have symptoms after 24 hours, becomes very restrictive on your practice time, on your playing time. I doubt he practices at all this week. And, you know, I really doubt that he plays. And the flip side to that, Kevin, is Jeff Wilson Jr. is is dealing with his own ailments as well. Um, I believe his is a little ankle um, that he kind of, or knee injury, sorry, that he tweaked. Uh, sounds like Shane Han said he's going to practice, so probably the guy. But we, we saw that uh, when uh, Eli was out, Jeff Wilson was was the dude. Yeah, he was. That, that knee was flaring up, though, and that, that's a concern for me. Uh, I'm worried that it could be um, Kyle Juszczyk, uh, <laughs> which is scary. Um, Jermichael Hasty is obviously a, a factor, but with Trey Sermon on IR, um, basically that entire 49, 49ers backfield banged up. It might be Kyle's Juszczyk. If somebody is maybe had a snap reaction to this week and dropped Brandon Ayuk, snatch him up, um, he'll be involved, I think, creatively, maybe in a similar way to how Debo Samuel is used um, if Debo is unable to go. And even if he's not, um, I, I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball more, um, which Shanahan doesn't want to throw the ball, but he might have his hand forced on this one. Yeah, this is just one that uh, if you own or are interested in like a Jeff Wilson Jr. type, uh, and Eli Mitchell, you need to be watching this like a hawk all the way up till Sunday because, um, as per usual, Shanahan will be guarded about it. Um, so try to look at those practice notes if you can. Um, usually helpful. Logan Thomas can't stay healthy. It's the curse of the Redskins tight ends. We saw this with Jordan Reed, uh, always a tantalizing tight end option. Very good when healthy. Saw this with Logan Thomas. Came in uh, healthy these last two games. Should have caught a touchdown uh, two weeks ago. Caught one first catch this week. Super good when healthy, but torn ACL done for the season. Or no, not torn ACL done for the season, but knee is very banged up. Yeah. Uh, got some, they did get some promising news. Not out for the season necessarily, but um, not looking good. Ricky Seals-Jones was the fill-in when uh, Thomas was out earlier this season, but he has been banged up himself. Um, really, I, I don't feel like um, I think their their third string tight end is Bates. John, yeah, John Bates. Um, I don't want to do that. Um, if you're looking at anybody, um, you're, you're probably looking at Ricky Seals-Jones as he, if he's active or just totally pivot out of it to um, somebody like uh, Tyler Conklin. Yeah, what about, uh, do you think this bodes well for uh, Curtis Samuel? Uh, didn't really play that well uh, last game, but he's getting healthier. He, you know, he's a part of this offense, not a big part. Um, Adam Humphreys also had five targets in this last game, a 16% target share. Do either of those guys interest you as maybe a, a flex play? Um, I, I do like the narrative, but... You can throw DeAndre Carter in a similar conversation. There's just so many names, and you're relying on them going to more um, four wide sets, three wide sets. Um, I, I, I have, I have trouble pivoting to any of those guys. I think this just might be, might be sunk. It's going to be the Antonio Gibson show. I agree with you. Uh, Gibson's on fire right now. They're just going to feed him the rock. Um, last guy that goes down is Kenyon Drake. 
he is the one who has a season-ending injury. Um, is it Peyton Barber time once again? We saw him have a pretty successful uh, day quite a few weeks ago now. It, it very well could be. Um, but Josh Jacobs did have nine catches in the in this game. Um, I'm, I'm worried that nobody's going to fill in um, other, other than that Josh Jacobs guy that's already rostered in your league. Not much you can do about it. If you don't have him, you can't trade for him. Um, you're kind of just barred out of that. But if you have Josh Jacobs, I, I think this is um, – probably a very fortunate circumstance um in 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 light of uh uh something that's really not good um Kenny and drake uh, of course not shying away on twitter as always um calling out the nfl for that tackling which gave me a little bit of a giggle oh yeah i mean you know when you go down and season any injury gotta take a shot at the refs goodell just you know just parting shots nobody's um yeah, I like you said, I think this just all funnels into Josh Jacobs. Um, nine catches, incredible. Uh, it just kind of raises his floor quite uh, considerably if he's going to be catching, you know, anywhere from five to ten balls. Um, speaking of guys who are hot, Josh Jacobs hot. To into our hot or not segment, Kevin. We'll start off with Russell Gage, who was my flexible flex play of the week. He performed like a true wide receiver one against the Bucks. Uh, he had he you know showed out first hundred yard game of the season, 130 yards, had 11 catches, 12 targets. What do you think about Russell Gage's prospects the rest of the season here? I think it looks good. Um, four out of the, out of the last five games, he has um, seven or more targets. So uh, that that bodes well. Anytime you see that kind of volume, um, you feel good about it. I don't think wide receiver one is really where he's going to stay. Um, I, I see it more wide receiver two, probably even low end. But you know that's still on the roster on many teams. He's definitely playable. Um, curb your enthusiasm for his upside, but um, yeah, very playable. Could be very safe. Yeah, Kevin. Um excluding the zero burger that he put up against Dallas, his last, uh, you know, his last five games, um, 16, 13, 9, 18, and 22. Uh, if you need a wide receiver, he's out there. He's available in 75% of ESPN leagues. That's way too many. There's There can't be that many, uh, you know, teams out there that are rostering better receivers than than Russell Gage. So I think he's absolutely hot. I think he'll stay hot. The Atlanta Falcons have some nice matchups. Their defense is going to give up points. Just a, you know, good recipe for fancy success. Next guy we have on the list here is Tyler Lockett, who two huge weeks to start off the season, cooled off for a long while, but then these last three weeks, 15 points, 12 points, 20 points. Um, do you look for him to stay hot or maybe a potential cool off coming up? I, I actually really like Tyler Lockett. I'm going to keep going on this train. Um, this was, he, he's usually a field stretcher. So those two games you talked about 15 and 12, uh, he had some long receptions, which we know of Tyler Lockett. Uh, but this last game, he got peppered with eight targets. Um, he caught seven of them. Didn't really have any explosive, Got in the end zone, which is nice. They face Houston up next. They face the Rams after that. I'm guessing uh, 
you know, Ramsey shadows DK uh, as he does, um, leaving uh, Tyler Lockett to run free. Um, and they get to play the Bears and, and Lions in the fantasy playoffs. So I like Tyler Lockett. Nice schedule. Russell Wilson, like I said last week in my write that down, kind of looks like he's timid almost. Um, so short crossers, slants to Tyler Lockett, comeback routes. I like it. DK Metcalf, though. Um, I'm a little worried about, uh, you know, what they say, squeaky wheel gets the grease, Kevin. I'm yep. thinking DK might be a little squeaky right now. So I'll look for DK to get a, kind of a pretty big target share these next couple games. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that he's probably has a blow-up game um, tapered and ready to go coming up here. Um, but when you drafted Tyler Lockett, you know that you're going to be riding a roller coaster all season. So keep riding it. Um, he, I think he's a great receiver and does have that upside to get you 30 points. So I... I'm not taking Tyler Lockett out of the lineup. Yeah, another guy you're probably not taking out because you might not have any other options. That's David Montgomery. Uh, he fires up. Speaking about running backs that are getting kind of an insane uh, target share here, he has eight catches for 51 yards, chips in, 90 rushing yards, and a touchdown. I believe he was he was running back two on on the week. Um, just an incredible game from him. Has a nice playoff schedule. Are you all in on David Montgomery as a wide or running back one? I don't know. You always ask me about David Montgomery, and you always know the answer. I am all in on David Montgomery. Um, has the Packers, Vikings, Seahawks coming up. Um, and this is where you saw him catch fire at the end of last season um, when he got four or five catches in a game. Um, he's going to get goal line work. I love David Montgomery. Um, I, I think RB1 is uh, – uh, I can say that very confidently, yes. All right. Well, you know, as a former Cyclone and a Bear, I don't have much love in my heart for David Montgomery, but I do agree. I think, um, like you said last year, this is kind of the Derrick Henry effect, right? These running backs that that kind of get stronger as the years go, as the uh, year goes on, and uh, the defenses are getting more banged up, injured. They don't want to be tackling David Montgomery, uh, especially that Week 15 game against the Vikings. He'll probably just shred us. Next guy, uh, this guy is definitely not as exciting as David Montgomery, but usable in fantasy these last couple of weeks nonetheless. That's Devonta Freeman has uh, had a 20-point game and actually his second 20-point game in his last three. Uh, he's handling a really nice uh, you know, share of the carries and chipping in some catches as well. Yeah, five catches, um, gets in the end zone. They're, they the Ravens want to run those fancy runs and those read options on the goal line. So always a threat to get a touchdown. I'm not going to take him out of my um, flex if I have him, but um, I am worried about Latavius Murray getting some catches in this game. Latavius Murray looking really good with the ball. Um, I'm not confidently playing him in RB1 or RB2 spot, but uh, he has the opportunity with, with those rushing touchdowns to um, make your week on any given week, um, you have to keep playing them. Yeah, and that's uh, you kind of referenced it a little bit. I don't know how many people with all these injuries that are piling up at the RB position, how many people have a like two or three reliable running backs. That's really what Devonta Freeman has become this season. He's a reliable, you know, ten-ish points uh, with the as we've seen the last three weeks. 
he can go off, get in the end zone pretty easily for, for a nice 20 point game. Um, you know, like, like we've said over and over, if you've gotten, if you've gotten bit by the Dalvin cook, Derek Henry McCaffrey thing, you could do worse than Devonta Freeman for sure. Yeah. And I, I think this brings up another point. We're, we're talking about handcuffs earlier. Latavius Murray is probably not rostered in many leagues. Um, should be rostered. Devonta Freeman goes down. Um, it's back to Latavius Murray. I, I don't really see that going anywhere else. So uh, another good handcuff to be cognizant of. Absolutely. Um, as far as this guy's passing arm goes, I don't know. But Taysom Hill ran for 100 yards against Dallas. Uh, he has some juicy matchups coming up with the Jets. Tampa Bay, Miami, um, and you mentioned it, Carolina, uh, in the fantasy championship. This is not, I don't know if this is a hot or not, Kevin, but do you think he can be a, a top 10-ish? Or, I, you know what, I'm going to draw the line, Kevin. You know what, if you don't stand for something, you're a weakling <laughs> in this world. Is Taysom Hill a top 10 fantasy quarterback for the rest of the season? I, I think he could be. Um how many different quarterbacks can throw for four interceptions and still put up 20 points? Not many. Um, a lot of juicy matchups there uh, uh, coming up. He he could run with it, but the reason I'm not playing him is he is banged up. Um, at any point, if they start trailing by a couple touchdowns, they could pull him for Simeon, um, which is terrifying. You don't, you don't want to be putting up a two or three point performance in the fantasy playoffs. Um, just a lot of risk. Um, if, if you're in a matchup where you could see yourself getting blown out and you need a big point getter, play Taysom Hill. But other than that, it's it's a risky play. Yeah, I was going to mention the Simeon factor. I'm glad you brought him up. Um, I don't think Sean Payne's going to shy away from pulling Taysom Hill. He, he, I don't know what Sean Payne's infatuation with Taysom Hill is. Not a great passer. We've, we saw that. Um, but he also doesn't have a problem with just like yanking him around anywhere in the lineup. So I don't think he has any qualms of, like you said, if they're down a couple touchdowns and they're going to need to start passing, well, Taysom Hill's not your best option in, in that scenario. So I do like you bringing that up, and it's definitely something to watch out for. Something Another else something. to watch. Oh, the same uh, transition. I think there. we're going to do the exact same transition. <laughs> Something else to watch out for is a potential bum in your lineup. Um, and there were a couple um, in particular on one team. Why don't you get it started off here with your bum of the week? <laughs> I love, I didn't even see that you put this guy in there. Um, but Kevin talked about this team many, many times this year. Talked about pride with this team. <laughs> and they won and they're on a nice little winning streak. Uh, and you know what? They'll probably go to the fucking Super Bowl and win it. But Tyreek Hill was the third most started wide receiver in fantasy this week, Kevin. Almost almost 95% of people started him. And you know what he did, Kevin? He went out there and put up 4.2 fantasy points. Just a weak killer. You're looking at Tyreek Hill... He's consistently averaging 20 points. He's a great, he's, you know, he's one of the best fancy receivers in the game. Third right now. He's third in fancy points at, at wide receiver. But he only had five targets. 
you know, and, and the Chiefs seemingly played pretty well against Denver, and they just did not use Ty- Tyreek Hill. He was a bum this week. Unfortunately, I didn't draft him in any league, so he didn't catch me. But uh, you know, if you if you played Tyreek Hill, he was your bum this week. Another bum coming from the same prideless team um, was Travis Kelsey. This is a guy that a lot of people took in the first round. Um, and, you know, he was the second most started tight end in fantasy. And that's probably only because there's some dead lineups out there that had him still on the bench from uh, the bye. But you're playing Kelsey if you have him. And, he, and you played him for 5.7 points, which if you pick Kelsey in the first round, uh, you can't have those. You're going to suck if he doesn't perform um and he didn't this week um 5.7 points on only uh he had eight targets but three catches uh yeah the chiefs can win ugly um yes they can probably go to the super bowl yes they could win it um but if they're not doing well in fantasy why do i care (laughs) yeah exactly kevin they have no fantasy pride is what i'm trying to get at there's no pride in in the fancy owners that have supported them all year. You know, you know what, Kevin? Fuck it. Throw Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to add a bum of the week because he was started in 80% of leagues, one of the highest. Uh, you know, once again, probably that's a little low because there are some dead teams. Last two games, Kevin, 7.5 fantasy points and 12 fantasy points. And that was with a rushing touchdown. What a bum Patrick Mahomes is. I think they should trade him to the Vikings, restart with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> bunch of bums i don't think they'll be making that move anytime soon but those are your bums of the week folks um and that's probably going to do it here for the recap episode hope you guys got some uh useful knowledge um and hopefully if you're chiefs fan you're a little bit humble yeah kevin and just like a parting shot uh i'm not even gonna put in a fancy ad rate at this point order from instacart get your groceries delivered through instacart at instacart.oloiyb.net slash mo mcgee ffl do it just do it come on please i'm begging you just do it just do it we'll see you next time folks